You're listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. Now let's listen in. I'm going to, I'm going to just share uh, this morning about where do you find peace? Where do you find peace? How many of you would like a little peace? <laughs> Where do you find peace? Um, you could think of a place that you go to. I, I personally love going to the mountains. Uh, there's something about the mountains that just bring me peace. Literally, I've told Kathy this dozens, if not hundreds of times in our trips to the mountains. Like, just as soon as I top that, going up through North Georgia, as soon as I top that one hill where you can actually see the mountains... It's like as soon as I see them, literally, I feel like this this thing just kind of just comes off of me. That's pretty cool. I like having those places like that. Um, for me, it's the mountains or uh, the woods help. You know, just just woods. Thank God, in our house, we can sit on our back little porch. It kind of recesses in, and when I'm sitting there, all I can see is woods behind me. I don't see any houses next to me. It's quiet. It's peaceful. In the morning when I get up, you, you can hear the birds singing, and, and it's, just, it's just good, you know? It's good. And um, um, ideal would be the woods and the mountains. <laughs> Couldn't get much better than that. Um, some of you like the ocean. Some of you, it's the ocean. That's where you find your peace. Um, for me, I just find sand. <laughs> but some of y'all, that's that's your place. You know, that's that's your spot. Some of you, I, I know of some people. As weird as this sounds, okay, but some people, it's yard work. They just can get with God while they're out there doing yard work. Um, I just don't understand that. <laughs> you know, there's nothing about yard work that gives me peace. Um, the only peace is when I'm done. <laughs> Um, but some people like that. I, sometimes I wish I like that. I know my wife wishes I like that. I would do more yard. Some of you, it's shopping. Um, to me, that's worse than yard work. <laughs> I'd rather do yard work than go shopping, okay, if, that, if that puts it in, in there for you. Um, where do you find peace? Um, I just, for those of you that may not know it, I just spent um, the last three days, left early Thursday morning. I came back yesterday afternoon. I spent three days um, uh, looking for that peace and uh, um, went to this, um, not sure why I'm getting emotional, but I went for this place looking uh, just for peace. I found this little hole in the wall place, never been there before. It was recommended uh, just outside of Ocala and the Ocala National Forest, which that I mean, that just sounds good all by itself. Um, when you think of Ocala, you should think of deer, um, you know, those kind of things. Um, and I was looking for God or a word from God, literally. And um, after a couple of days of just being totally frustrated uh, that I wasn't hearing God, I um, I was having a conversation with the Lord. And... Um, you ever have those? 
You know, God like God likes to have conversations with you. And I was having one of those with the Lord. I was kind of complaining and mumbling and murmuring. Um, uh, I know none of y'all ever do that, but uh, I needed. I I went needing a vision from the Lord. I needed a word from God, and that's okay. I'm please, I, please don't misunderstand me because I, all this is in context. Okay. Um, and I, I went there expecting um, God just to show up in a powerful, incredible way and just download. Uh, you know, you ever heard of times where God just gives you downloads and you just, as fast as you can write, you're getting something from God. Those are just awesome, wonderful times. I didn't get that. <laughs> and so I was frustrated. Um, I, I, the bugs frustrated me. <laughs> The heat frustrated me. The mosquitoes frustrated me. I had my thermosel out. I had the fan going. Thermosel is something that keeps mosquitoes away, if you don't know what that is. I had the fan out. The yellow flies were still getting me. Um, the place where I was at was on the back porch close to a lake, but I couldn't see the lake because all the other buildings blocked the lake. And so it <laughs> I'm just painting this picture for you, okay? Um and I walked down to the lake, and the lake was almost dried up. Um, so, <laughs> don't you want to go there? Am I painting a pretty picture for you? <laughs> it's real. It's pretty cheap. I mean, there may be a reason why, but it's 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 pretty cheap. And uh, <laughs> but I, anyway, you know, I was just getting frustrated. I actually um, in Ocala. I don't know how much you know about national forests, but there are literally miles and miles and miles of roads and, and four-wheeler trails, and, and, and I, I spent a couple afternoons in my truck just riding those roads and just looking for God and peace and a word. And the one thing I got when I rolled my window down was yellow flies and, uh, <laughs> and frustration. Um, I even ran across, and I, I still got to look it up and find out exactly what this huge, because it took me forever to ride around at this huge hunting preserve with a real high fence. And on several occasions, like one time, I, I don't know exactly what it was, but it was like a red stag, you know, it had all these horns and a bunch of other kind of deer with him. And, and you know, you would think that would just bring me peace. Well, it didn't. <laughs> and so I got even more frustrated. And so yesterday morning as I'd gotten up, I usually get up pretty early, and I was sitting on the back while it was cool and just chilling and um I felt like the Lord reminded me of something. And uh, you ever have to, does God ever remind you of things? Um, you know, things you know, things you've learned, things that I've taught and preached, but sometimes you get away from them, and, and, and God lovingly reminds you of those things. And he reminded me yesterday, and there was, don't misunderstand this, there was a part of me that went looking for him. I wanted to see God. I wanted to meet him. But there was a bigger part of me that that was wanting to hear something from God. That was wanting to get one of those downloads that needed to hear, thus saith the Lord, that needed direction, that needed a word from God. Okay, And that part of me was bigger than the part that just wanted to hang out with God. And he reminded me of that yesterday morning as I was there just kind of having some time with with him and just reading my Bible and 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 just you know, listening to some worship music and I, I just felt like the Lord gently but lovingly 
uh, just reminded me that, that it was him that I needed more than the other. I needed him. I needed to just meet him. I needed just some time just to hang out with dad, just to, just to crawl in his lap, just to, just to feel his embrace. Like, see what we did this morning? That's what's so cool about worship. You don't do it to get that, but the cool part about worship is when you're worshiping God, you get to experience him. You get to feel his presence. I mean, you get that? I mean, again, we don't, we don't do it to get that. Our, our intent in worship isn't so we can get goosebumps. But the cool thing is when we worship, we get goosebumps. <laughs> that makes sense? And so you know, for me, God was just kind of reminding me it's, it's, that it's him that I needed. I needed to just chill out. I needed to take a chill pill. I needed to um, quit trying to get something in the way of a word, a way of a picture, a way of a download. And I needed to just hang out with him and enjoy him. And so yesterday I started doing that. Um, what a difference. <laughs> um, I actually came home. Here's the, here's the funny thing. I say funny. I, I got home about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Kathy was... Uh, was gone and it was just quiet at the house and <laughs> literally i mean from like the moment i walked in the door i could feel the presence of god <laughs> and it was like really <laughs> i drove to ocala and you were here <laughs> um <laughs> But you see, God, God's just so cool. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't get mad at us and want to beat us up. He just wants to lovingly, gently remind us, you know, hey, Bob, I'm what it's all about. It's me. I'm, I, you're looking, you're looking for peace. You're looking for, you're looking for, for that. I'm where you find it. It's not a place. Now listen to me. There's, there's nothing wrong with a place. There's not, Jesus, many times in the scriptures, says Jesus got up and went somewhere. He went to the mountains. Doesn't it say that? He went to the, he, 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 he got away from the crowd to go be alone with his dad. There's, there's, there's times for that, okay? But what I felt like God was speaking to me was this, that if you need to be able to figure out how to find peace in the middle of the storm, You see, if the only if the only time we can get peace, the only time I can have peace or sense that that pleasure of God or sense His presence, if the only time I can get that is if I get away, then I'm not going to have very many opportunities to get that. Right? So we need to we need to figure out what I sense God is Bob. You need to figure out how to get this what you're looking for in the middle of what's going on. And please, again, don't there's times that there's hard times you need to draw away, and we need to do that. I mean, again, if Jesus did it, we need to do it. But at the same time, Jesus, and here, here's the story. Let me. <laughs> Let me read this to you in Mark chapter 4. In fact, as you can turn your Bibles there, Mark chapter 4. Y'all all know this story. It says this, Mark four thirty five. It says the day when he, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, "Let's go to the other side." Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. 
There were also other boats with them. Now look at this. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Picture this, okay? This isn't just a little windstorm, okay? This isn't just a little, it wasn't the dried up lake that I was on. <laughs> this was the Sea of Galilee. This is, a, if you've never been there, this is a huge, uh, a huge water place, a huge place of water. And storms came up, storms that would sink a boat. Okay? This wasn't a canoe. <laughs> there, were, there were at least the, the disciples and Jesus in this boat. So it was a big enough boat to hold 12 people, 13 people, that's a pretty good-sized boat. So if the storm's big enough, th- these guys, and again, these guys, most of them were fishermen. <laughs> they were used to being in the lake when storms came. So it shouldn't, have, it shouldn't scare them unless it was a pretty furious storm, and they got fearful for their lives. Are you with me? So the squall comes up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it got almost swamped. Jesus... <laughs> Jesus was in the stern. The stern's where, Rock? Normally it's in the back. <laughs> well, let's just assume it was in the back. <laughs> he was in the stern. What was he doing? <laughs> don't you get, don't you just love that? Here's these, here's the 12 disciples. They're, they're scared out of their wits. I mean, they're, they're, they're just, I mean, they just know any second, the, the end's here, we're going to die, it's over, we're going to drown, and, and they, they look around, and, and they see Jesus sleeping. <laughs> Don't you just love that? Jesus just crawled up on a cushion taking a nap, and the disciples are going nuts because of this storm. I think he had peace <laughs> in the midst of the storm. They woke him and said, teacher, don't you care if we drown? (laughs) Don't you just love that? Hey, wake up. Don't, don't you, don't you even care if we drown? (laughs) And he got up and he rebuked the wind and he said to the waves, quiet, be still. And the wind died and it was completely calm. And he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Do you, do you see where lack of faith can lead to fear? Hmm? Lack of faith can lead to us losing our peace. It can, it can lead to fear. It can lead to anxiousness. It can lead to worry. And Jesus says, what, what's wrong, guys? Where, where's your faith? Why are you so afraid? And they were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. You see, I think part of the point, at least, of this story is this, that peace, that, that the lack, let me put it this way, the lack of struggles, the lack of trials, the lack of, of trouble, the lack of, of, of that happening in our lives, when the wind's blowing, okay, when the storms are crashing in, when those are happening in our lives, it's the presence of Jesus that brings peace, not, not the place where you're at. That makes sense. You see, you can be, for two days, I was in the middle of what should have been bringing me peace, and the only thing it was bringing me was turmoil. 
and frustration. I could have stayed home. In fact, as Kathy and I talked about this morning, I should have sent her off for three days. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and she could have stayed in a motel. And I could have just stayed. In, <laughs> she could have stayed in a motel at the beach and gone shopping. <laughs> And I could have just stayed at home with me and Jesus. <laughs> and we'd all been happy. <laughs> uh, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> and the point is this. <laughs> There's, there can be peace in the middle of hell <laughs> breaking out. And we have to find that. And you know where it's at? It's Jesus. That's where? It's in the boat. He's sleeping <laughs> on the cushion. At least he found him a nice, comfortable cushion. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't that the truth? You see, if we let, and, and this is, see, I don't know how many times, God, I've, I've taught this, I've preached this, I've lived this, and how many times do we have to be reminded of this? That if we take our eyes off of the storm, and we put them on Jesus, we have peace. Now listen to me. That is so much easier to say than it is to do. Because <laughs> when I'm telling you, when those storms are blowing, and that squall's there, and the waves are crashing over the boat, it's, it's easy to fix your eyes on that. It's just, it's just, it is. And Jesus says, I'm, I'm, I am your peace. And as Isaiah 26, 3 in the New Living Translation says this, You, talking about God, will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. He will keep us in perfect peace whose thoughts are fixed on him. <laughs> Man, if we could just if we could just grasp that, walk in that. Hebrews twelve says this. Twelve verse one verse one through three says this. Therefore, after, Hebrews twelve follows what? Hebrews. Man, this is a sharp crowd. <laughs> Hebrews twelve follows Hebrews eleven. <laughs> Hebrews eleven is all about. Faith, and it talks about men and women of faith. It's, it's the, the, the heroes, heroes of faith and how they did this and they did that and they did the other. And I love that part. Of the, and as you get to the back of Hebrews 11 toward the end, not only the first part is about how they conquered and won and, and they, they, they had, had these glorious things that happened. The back part of Hebrews 11 talks about them being sawn asunder. And, and, and it still says they were men and women of faith. You see, coming to Jesus and, and walking in faith doesn't necessarily mean that you're never going to have any more problems. It doesn't mean all your trials end. It doesn't mean from now on it's just going to be glorious and wonderful and, and 
your wife's going to always love you. Your kids are going to always love you. Your bills are always going to get paid. You're going. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that. Now that does happen, <laughs> but it's Him. Therefore, Hebrews 12 says this, therefore means what? Therefore, based on what I just said, the writer of Hebrews is saying, based on Hebrews 11, you with me? Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, who are those? The people they just, he just talked about, you with me? Let us, therefore, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. Let us run with... Everybody say that real loud. Perseverance. Don't you just love that? <laughs> you know why you had to run with perseverance? Because there's going to be times where you have to persevere. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Let us... Whew. Let us run that race that's marked out for us. How do we run this race? By doing what? Fixing our eyes on Jesus. How do we run this race with, that we need perseverance in? By fixing our eyes on Him. He's that what? He's the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, sat down at the right hand throne of God. Consider him. This is how you're fixing your eyes on Jesus. You consider him who endured such opposition from sinners. Look at it says, so that you will not what? Grow weary and lose heart. Now, let me ask you this question. I'm, I'm just deep, guys, okay? Let me ask you this question. If the Bible says, so that you don't grow weary and lose heart, do you think that possibly that means that you could grow weary and lose heart? Is it possible as a Christian that I could grow weary? Why does the Bible say do this so it won't happen? In other words, if we don't keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and we start fixing them on other stuff and we start looking at all the storms and we look at all the problems and we look at all the issues and we look at all the headaches and we look at all the pain, when we start focusing on that and giving our energy and our strength and our time focused solely on that, we take our eyes off of Jesus and when we take our eyes off of Jesus, then we can grow weary and lose heart. Why? Because those things look so big. They just, they look huge. They are big him. Absolutely. We fix our eyes on Him. Look in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Therefore, verse 16, therefore, we do not We do not lose heart. I love this passage. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed. How often? Day by day. For our light and momentary troubles 
are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs them all. How do we do that? So, verse 18, what do we do with our eyes? We fix our eyes on what? Not on what we see. What do we see? We can see the what? We can see the trials, we can see the struggles, we can see the problems, we can see the bills not getting paid, we can see sickness, we can see issues at home, issues with our family, issues with our kids. We can see those things, okay? But he's saying, the writer of Corinthians, Paul's saying this, so what do we do? We don't fix our eyes on those things. We don't, we don't think about them, we don't meditate on them, we don't let them become, and if you're careful, if you're not careful when you fix your eyes on them, guess what? They get even bigger. They just start to look insurmountable to us. They begin to start looking, God, there's no way out of this thing. And so Paul's saying, good guys, we fix our eyes not on what's seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal. These things that we can see with these eyes, those are temporary. Our bills not getting paid are temporary. Problems, disease, those things are temporary. It's the unseen, it's Jesus, it's the eternal things that we're to focus on. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4. Paul, again writing, what's he say? He says this, rejoice in the Lord when it feels good. <laughs> that's, that's the Bob Hoover translation. <laughs> rejoice in the Lord when you feel like rejoicing. Re- rejoice in the Lord when everything's going wonderful. Well, yeah, you can. <laughs> But he's saying what? Rejoice in the Lord when? Always. When's always? Always. You can look it up. It means always. And you know what? Just in case you didn't get it the first time, (laughs) I'll say it again. Don't you love that? I say, I like that because I need it to be said to me often. Sometimes God needs to repeat things to me. You too, so don't look there like you don't need it. (laughs) Just in case you didn't get it, let me say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Look what he says. Don't be anxious about anything. You know what that means? Don't worry. Be happy. That's right. <laughs> Can't you see that one? I always sees that big fish on the wall that's singing that song. Don't worry. <laughs> There's some truth to that. You don't. You don't have. You can be. You can choose to be happy. You can choose. Rejoicing is a choice. <laughs> Rejoice. Don't be anxious about anything. Man, is that a tough one? That's a tough one. I, I, don't you love in the Beatitudes where Jesus talks about, you know, consider the lilies of the field and how God takes care of them. And, 
You know, don't worry about what you're going to eat. God, God just says, you know what? Don't worry. Quit it. Stop it. Don't be anxious. But, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And what will happen? The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Is that powerful? Oh, stop worrying, he says. Paul says, quit it. Stop it. it you know what? It doesn't do any good. How much, you know, how, you, you know what? You can't even gain an inch in height by worrying. You know how much worry, good worry does? Zippo. You know how much bad it does? A bunch. Stop it. Quit doing it. Pray. Bring your prayers and petitions with thanksgiving. Give them to God. And what will happen is we give them to God, the peace of God, which transcends all what? You, that means you, you won't necessarily get it <laughs> up here. You won't understand it. How many of you have experienced in just the middle of what should be just major concern on your part. How many of you have ever experienced right in the middle of that just a peace that literally you could not understand? Amen. <laughs> I mean, you just, you, you, I mean, you look at it and you go, God, I should be worrying. <laughs> and this is peace just comes over you. It's a peace that you don't understand. It's a peace that will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then finally, brothers, he finishes up with this. And sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. You see... <laughs> Jesus never says in this life that there won't be storms. Never says that. In fact, if I remember right, he says there will be tribulation. But don't worry. <laughs> Why? Because I am with you, is what he says. Doesn't he? I'm with you. Keep your eyes on me. Fix them on me. Quit looking at that. Look at me. Come to me. When you're in the middle of the trials, find me. You want peace? I'm it. You want joy? I'm it. You see, and again, please, please don't miss me on this or misunderstand what I say. I strongly believe that there's times where you need to pull away. There's times where you need to just have committed time to spend it with God, away from stuff, away from your jobs, away from, and just spend some time with God alone, stuck somewhere where noise and, and stuff, I firmly believe that. But go looking for Him, not answers to your problems. 
not solutions to your troubles. Now, guess what? Here's the cool thing. When you find him, he often gives you those. Amen? He, Jesus loves to talk to us. He lo- We're his sheep. He loves for us to hear his voice. He loves for us to spend time doing that and, and getting him. But what he wants is this. He wants for him to have first place. He wants him. He wants, he wants our relationship with him. He wants us to just to climb up in his lap and just enjoy him. Even if he doesn't give us an answer to the problem, even if, even if he doesn't steer us away that will give us a solution to the thing we're looking for, he wants us to delight in him alone. Seems like we just sing something about that. <laughs> Amen. See, there's, 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 listen, there's peace in Jesus. There's peace. We can fix our eyes on Him. There's, there's, in the midst of the storm, if we, we gotta find peace in the middle of it. You've been listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, please visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org.